Well, good morning to you, sunshine. Woman. <laughs> I beat you to it for once. Good morning. You can, you? you can have it today. It's Sunday. Oh. You can have it. You can have thank it. Thank you. How, how is you? life in Lux and how are you? I'm well, thank you. Ah, life in Lux. Um, I think it's uh, fairly well. I would say it's Sunday. Uh, we've had a few days with beautiful, beautiful sunshine. My favorite weather when it's like one degree and sunshine. So it's a bit crisp in the air, but still you can wear sunglasses. And we've had a couple of uh, days out meeting some friends, having some drinks and respecting, while respecting all safety uh, requirements, of course. Uh, because uh, on uh, Monday, the Luxembourg government is going to vote on whether or not to close down bars and restaurants. And of course, you know, the human psychological. The uh, first one is tragic, actually. I think the first, the first. Uh, the bars. Yeah. It's tragic. <laughs> no, the first reaction, I think, is that people just, you know, go out even more just in order not to miss anything. And I guess that's entirely counterproductive because I suppose you want people to go out less in order to manage the numbers. So. Yeah. But from my side, it's nice. I'm having a friend over for lunch when we are done. Um, I'm uh, setting up uh, my Christmas decor today so that I can enjoy it. The little one. Now, I... I, I'm out of this conversation. Bye. It was nice knowing you. Ah. God, no. Christmas things, no. I have <laughs> one of your followers who wrote to me to say that she's going to go all of what you say. And I had entirely forgotten that you were <laughs> anal. <laughs> About the topic, but I don't have decorations. I have um, an iron frame uh, in the shape of a tree where you can hang a few <coughs> balls. And Oh, we are hanging balls this morning. How lovely and charming. It's much better to say that than to say that we are uh, putting up the Christmas tree. But look, I mean, um, I worry a little bit that I might not uh, stay home all of December. So if I don't put it up now, I don't know when I'm going to enjoy it. So I'm saying hello. Okay, it. you get a pass. You get a pass. Thank you. And what about you? You set it up on 23rd and get it out on 26th or how does no, it work? No, no. Basically, the, the tradition in Milan is to do it on the day of the saint protector of the city, um, who is what? Saint the Ambrose. Is it no, the no, no. It's, it's the 7th. It's the 7th of December. So we actually do the tree on that day, supposedly. But I do the tree whenever I feel like doing the tree, which uh, two years ago or last year, sorry, meant on uh, December 25th, when I told my husband we should go, I changed my mind, let's go look for a tree on Christmas, which was a tragic comic, basically, because we found it and it was 50% discounted. So I had my Christmas huge, gigantic tree in the house. Uh, it was lovely, but um, since then I changed my mind and I don't know whether I'm going to do it because you've seen yesterday what happened on my stories. We have a new little rascal who is um, catching and pulling and smashing anything he can put his paws on. So <laughs> I don't know whether a Christmas tree would actually survive. I don't want to have uh, pieces of glass in my house, but let's yeah, see. Yeah, that makes let's sense. See. He's adorable. Lucky, loco. Loki, Loki, Loki. 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 His actual Nor Norin um, deity. Uh, he is the the god of mischief, which is perfectly suitable <laughs> because this cat doesn't leave it alone for like a second. It's been roller coaster. I'll, I'll say that. He's adorable. Is he gonna grow much? You think? Uh, How big is he gonna well, get? 
all all that I see now is that his tail is growing. So I'm wondering what kind of you know bastard uh, cr- crossing <laughs> is he because his tail is ginormous. He's like having a, a, a tail of another cat on his teeny tiny little body. It's very funny actually. But he he is growing. But I really hope he will stay a little bit smaller. Yeah, uh, I like them that way. But everybody yeah. does, you know. Go back yeah. into your childhood, please. You were much nicer, and yeah, much but less problems. Emma, Emma doesn't like him. They mm. hate each other's guts. Really, he hates her guts also. No, but he, just... he actually wants to play every single moment, but she doesn't want to play. She's like, "I'm an adult bitch. I don't want to do that." So, uh, they. If you ever hear any kind of satanic verses. It's them fighting. It's like Satan comes to visit. <laughs> wow. It's horrifying. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's an oldie. She's now almost 10 years old and she doesn't want to be disturbed. And she reminds me of someone, a.k.a. me. <laughs> she's like, no, I'm not going to party with you. Sorry, I just want to stay home and do my staycation. <laughs> well, good match then. Yeah, good match. But I'm impressed by something that you said. You actually managed to wear sunglasses. Yes. How? Oh, yeah. Well, first of all, I go into my car and I think that's reason enough you want to see on the road. But it's been really, really sunny, actually. And they're announcing No, sunshine. no, no. What I mean, how you wear it with the mask. Oh, I don't have a problem with that. I mean, you have to get used to a slight fog, for example. So I first wear the mask. So I pinch it at the nose. And then I wear the sunglasses on top and obviously all the very, very large ones are excluded. So I have a pair of uh, Gucci sunglasses that, that look like televisions if you want to listen to uh, school boys. And they are just too large because they go sort of down half the mask. But most of them almost, you know, they overlap by a couple of millimeters only. And that's okay. No, I, I end up getting frustrated. I recently got gifted a beautiful pa- a pair of uh, Dolce glasses and it was amazing i love them and then i remembered oh oh crap i can't wear this because every single time that i put them on it's fog all over and i risk yeah. falling on my flat on my face so that's not attractive but yeah that's impressive woman i'm impressed i thought yeah. you were gonna say i said something wise or sort of like some you know something that you took away oh, from the conversation what is time. that <laughs> oh, i'm impressed you wear sunglasses i'm impressed you're I mean, wearing we- panties i mean what is that who said I, I was wearing panties? Anyway. <laughs> anyway Go and you, put them you, on for you, the podcast. Uh, no, God, no. Um, I mean, it, it needs to get air. Anyway, you were hanging balls and wearing sunglasses. I picked, you know, the, the most decent topic. So, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's life in Luxembourg and that's life in Milan for you. Do you realize that we were actually meeting uh, four years ago this time I looked at the pictures of 2016 November and we were together in Milan yes yes yeah yeah we were in Milan uh, basically every November that I look at you are there yeah <laughs> and that's that's somehow you know bittersweet for me now because I see the, all the beautiful things that we've done together and I wonder when is that thing gonna come back eventually but wait a minute before we take a deep dive into sentimentality do you mm-hmm. think that our iphones because we both operate out of iphones do you think that they have insight into our instagram accounts and know that we frequently exchange and therefore every time they show a memory because mine are always also with you with you <laughs> do you think that there is a link that they're eavesdropping on these different 
Well, it, these different apps. I think we spoke about that once that, that they actually don't eavesdrop, but um, a lot of apps have access to the microphone and do they do gather data and they actually, you know, show you ads which are uh, suitable to, to what you were thinking, talking about or just texting about. So I really don't understand how did they do that. But what I know, yes, you appear quite frequently in these last uh, month. Uh, grandmother appears frequently mm. and some other people never actually appear. So, yeah, it, it's a little bit on the preference inside, I guess. But I'm not weirded out by it anymore. I mean, as, as, long as, as long as it doesn't show me anything, you know, inconvenient in the most inconvenient of times, like panties, I'm fine with it. I, I don't think you'll find uh, pictures of my panties on your phone because they simply don't exist. So don't worry. Thank God. Um, I mean, I love you and all, but I, I, I really... Stop it, man. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it would be nice. Uh, we used to come sometimes in the fall when it was still a mild season to Milan. I guess it was around, you know, potentially around a fashion week. Um, yeah, depending and, on you know, the, the most frequent thing... We smile so wide, it's incredible. Like that kind of smile that comes out of true um, happiness and being carefree in that very moment. And yeah. that's something that looks so unattainable at the moment. <laughs> I'm sad to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks, you know, like remote times when things were carefree. And I yeah. wondered this morning when I found a picture of me that I actually published on Instagram, which was me in a, in a Dolce gown. And I remember trying it on and thinking, okay, where am I going to go for New, New Year's Eve? And, mm. you know, when is that time going to come back when we will actually do things without fear or without precaution or without, you know, just taking care of staycations. I think my New Year's Eve will be in my living room. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they are talking about rapid progress on vaccines and um, apparently available as of mid-December. But you also need to make them available for the vast majority of the population at some point. That's probably not going to be in December. Probably not everybody is going to want to take the vaccine either. Mm. Uh, but I mean, hopefully that'll bring some positive uh, stability into the new year. Uh, but look, I mean, I, I I hear what you're saying, but I'm also saying if um, if it just so happens that I'm at home in Luxembourg, then that's how I'm going to celebrate my New Year's Eve. And I'm, again, grateful that uh, I have my better half here with me because <laughs> we are two. I'm not alone. It's different, I think, if you live alone or if you have a long distance relationship or if you're separated from your family for one or another reason I think that becomes very very difficult but for as long as it's just the two of us it'll be the probably the first among you know lots and lots and lots of New Year's Eves where we are just celebrating alone in the comfort of our own homes so I try and look at it that way even though of course it's uh, omnipresent the fact that we don't have the optionality I think that is yeah that's that that's is what's thing. killing luck, yeah, that's the what... lack of options Exactly. Impossibility to choose anything. Yeah. Everything is dictated and filtrated by one thing only. And we have been speaking about it for almost a year now. 
Yeah, uh, it's, amazing. It's, huh? Yeah, it's all about the virus, but actually, it looks more than than a year. My feeling is that we've been in this like for the last ten years. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's been the longest year in history. Exactly, like and the weirdest year in history. You were locked up in the car. I was here, and I was for the first time confined into my own home. It was like you know triggering all these were memories that I didn't even know that I had. So it's it's been traumatic. I'll give you that. And mm. would you go and talk to somebody? I mean, would you consider counseling mm. or I thought ab- I thought about it, but um uh, at the risk of sounding um somewhat controversial, I'm not the biggest fan of therapy for myself, not for others. I mean, if if <laughs> you you <laughs> find it helpful, <laughs> if you find it helpful, that's that's good, amazing and blah blah and they're professionalists who actually know what they're doing, but I'm always terrified of being in the hands of someone who actually has no clue what he or she is doing. So I don't know. I, I, I'm comfortable by doing something else uh, in between. I'm comfortable with uh, keeping a diary, uh, sharing my thoughts with myself, but on paper. So that, that way it stays with me, but I actually manage to take it out and just deal with it in, in a certain way. Sometimes I will read it again. Sometimes I will not. Or I will read it a year later or whatever, but it, it helps me. Uh, I don't but know. This is, this is so, so typically you, like I'm the best suited to deal <laughs> with my issues. I am not at all um, adverse to the thought of uh, going to a therapist and uh, get equipped with certain tools to face myself. Uh, but I think first I have to be mature to face myself. And also be at a crossroad in life where I'm willing to acknowledge what I see and bring a change to it. And I believe to get there, I have to be less comfortable. Um, and I, that, I think, that would imply you were comfortable now, but yes, yes. And I think um, this is what I'm saying. I mean, in order to uh, look for help to uh, to evolve. You need to be more than fed up with your current situation and willing to uh, obtain the tools uh, that you think will help you bring a change. And I think really talking to somebody who is, you know, not some humbug, you know, I'm, uh, I do Botox treatments and I also do carotene treatments and I recently have, you know, a tarot card reading degree and I am as well a you know, psychologist or psychiatric. Wow. I'm actually I mean, you, you're not fa- sure. Your fantasy is quite no, specific. But I mean, <laughs> no, but I mean, in some countries, you don't even have to have a, a degree in order to, to be a, sort of a speaking therapist in the same way as sometimes you don't need particular qualifications to be a career coach, for example. Uh, but at least that you can back up with, uh, you know, either some some um, imperial studies or some proper experience, for example. But I do know that in some countries you need to watch out so that you don't, um, you know, you don't have somebody just, yeah, you don't want to have somebody who just had a distant course and who's genuinely interested by human beings, but who doesn't have any real knowledge in practicing uh, the trade. It's like having a personal trainer. And I I experienced this recently. Um, If you can get trained by many people in the gym, and you you can be you know well attuned to them, but still that person will not be your 
personal personal trainer because you need to have empathy with that person you need that person to understand you and to help you in the most professional way but also to you know you need to trust uh, yeah. I think that the basis of everything here is the trust. So yeah. while I don't feel like trusting anyone at this moment, aside from my own um, circle of friends and immediate family, uh, I really have trust issues. I, I'll admit that. Yeah. <laughs> Recently, and maybe that's the first thing to work on. And I think, and I think, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, of... I thought we were, uh, you know, recording a podcast, not a, um, a violante uh, analyzing session, but please I think, do on. I think part of, part of um, uh, self care is. One is sports, definitely. So I think it's uh, a known fact that I've been training with a personal trainer that since I turned 30, I had only ever ran prior to that. And I, I noticed that running was keeping my weight, uh, but wasn't exactly forming or sculpting my body or making sort of my back stronger, that kind of a thing. Was someone chasing you? Yes, five kilometers every day. I was chased <laughs> around the house. No, I because that's enjoy. the only reason to run. You would run. Yes. I quite enjoy. I quite enjoy running. I mean, I was talking to a friend yesterday who does these beautiful power walks uh, around Luxembourg and he posts. So I actually thought he was running. So I'm asking him, are you running? He said, no, I hate running. And I'm like, but, and he says, I walk really fast. And I ask him, don't you feel like it would be nice to lift, like to take off at some uh, point? No. And he was laughing and he's saying, no, no. I mean, he'd rather die than even if it's at the actual same pace, he would just rather die. But I quite enjoy it. It was just not, um, it, you know, I was, it wasn't doing what I, what I was looking for in a 35 minute training session. And then I had a friend uh, who said to me, well, you know what? You don't uh, develop muscles after the age of 30. So it's a, it's a lost cute. case. Anyway, yes. Yeah, so I was like, okay, let's see. So I started training with a personal trainer. You and have some I nice had, friends. <laughs> I can, you know, they're all nice in their various ways. And they can also all be nasty because all of us have an inner bitch. And sometimes it comes out not because you mean it or something else. It's just because of the way you look at life. And I mean, that's, it's also on me. I mean, you can tell me, why do I remember this 10 years after? Did it hit a string on me? I mean, I think that's part of healing also saying why. If any, any kind of shrink is listening to us, please uh, yeah, do your please. good deed and analyze us both. <laughs> please. But when I started training with personal trainers, it was amazing because the endorphins you get by first uh, getting help to realize the capabilities of your own body. And then, of course, you know, training is... Uh, is, a, is typically a positive experience, at least afterwards. And you develop a, a bubble of pure joy in yes. those meetings. And that makes you vulnerable. Um, and I can, you know, hands on my heart say that my first trainer, who was a, a beautiful Australian boy called Justin, oh, it, you know, it was Promising. very difficult. Yeah, exactly. It was very difficult not to sort of girl crush. I'm on, taking not even girl crush. I'm taking not girl notes. crush because he's not a girl. But, you know, I, um, I was, I'm not going to say infatuated. I mean, I was in a relationship and I wasn't looking outside of it. But um, just the way he made me feel uh, through nothing, no contribution of his own, actually, because I was doing all the work. And I believe this is how I see also. Yeah, we pay, people, we pay people basically to do all the work ourselves, but they, we pay them just to be there. That's so lovely. And I think that applies the same And if you're talking to somebody. So if you talk to a psychiatrist or, or, a, 
or a, a speech, speech th- no, not speech therapy, that's Swedish. I guess if you go to some kind of therapy, mm-hmm. I believe it's the same, right? So they just sit there and you pay them and you're supposed to be doing all the work. Yes. You're su- and, and I think that's no but different. But listen, also I'm saving from- money now. I'm speaking to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure we're making any progress by speaking together. But Well, you, you don't actually let anything slide, basically. When you're in your element you don't let shit slide so you will just point but, out mercilessly anything uh, and i would do the same for you so yeah but we, i feel we... that it's it's a it's an opportunity i mean you say things that might come across as light-hearted but they come with so much value and i know that you're a reflected person uh so what when you say things sort of casually i actually know that they come from quite a long period of self-knowledge and reflection and I can't just you know brush past them I I realized it wasn't the topic you wanted to get to but I <laughs> no, wanted God, to move no. to the third <laughs> I just wanted to say there are and and I'm super happy that you have your trainer and I want to know well, how not, not it happened I, basically I don't have him now because now he's but because up. now he's your pizza deliverer what yes. happened well um the government happened and the government decided that we were too happy together and they had to meddle in it the government decided that we cannot go into gyms and we cannot uh, train uh, with uh, personal trainers but everyone is defying the same thing because whenever I sit, uh, go into the park on my own or with my senior trainer, trainer, aka my granddad, um, everyone is there training with the trainer, but I don't feel like exposing him to the risk of uh, getting a fine or getting questioned by the police uh, on his way to the park, because park is next to my house, and this isn't his area. And we Mm. have a police order that um, specifically prohibits us from going outside of our own area of the house, Mm. uh, except on work, occasions and whatever and anything that exposes him to something disagreeable i will not do but would that not be work for him so if he comes yes uh... but that kind of work is not uh, permitted so that that's tricky Uh, we can Mm -hmm. actually do virtual sessions but i told him straight away i'm not the, the person who will go into the park with an ipad and just see you on the screen. Sorry, that's not me. Yeah, it's not practical. I mean, it would have been different if you were training at home. Uh, but I mean, if I you're going to move. Yes. Yeah, but I mean, if you're going to move, it doesn't help to have a video. What? So he's going to watch you sweat and... Exactly. Like, this is no, slightly voyeurish. I really don't feel like Yeah, this. it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no, and no, no, if no. you have your routine, then you can do it. And so that's, uh, that's you know, one, one part of it. And of course, the third part is just the self-care where you buy... Uh, your your beauty products and your beauty oh, yes. machines. Here like it comes. Here it comes. You just gave me an assist. I think, uh, and tell me what you think about this idea. It is actually going to be shaped as a question. Um, do you think that uh, the whole new world emerged uh, from this pandemic in terms of beauty and taking care of ourselves? It's like having a spa at home or do it yourself or a, a whole world of tutorials and um, you know magazine articles telling how to let's put it in quotes uh, marks um, cope with the pandemics and being closed in the house and the stress and the worry so we we have all these coping mechanisms that are based on one concept do it yourself so do you think that we actually are in a new you know era of home care or we will just you know, s- slide from that to all the old habits as soon as this is over. I think that during the pandemic, people realized that home care and self-care had a much larger 
priority in their lives than they had given it previously. And I think when once when you uh, realize you can't go to the hairdresser and you can't go to your masseuse and you can't go to your spa, waxing. and you can't go, you can't go waxing. That's when you really desperately miss it, and it it becomes on the top of your list of things that you want to pick up as soon as you can. And I've learned that from when um, spas reopened again, uh, they were there was just massive you know, bookings and run runs for people who wanted to go and compensate for the lack of treatments that they hadn't been able to have during the lockdown. My and waxing of, place didn't take bookings for six weeks in advance. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, I mean, and I think uh, with, the, with the increased sanitary rules, so they can't uh, squeeze in as many people during the same day because they have to clean the cabins differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have to also ensure that there isn't too many people in the waiting room, etc. But I definitely believe that there is a swap in terms of um, you know, what can you do yourself at home? Uh, should we not all spend more time on self-care within the comfort of our own homes? Should it just not deserve a higher priority? And I mean, I look at myself, I bought two microcurrent machines. Uh, why? Because I don't ever want to have to go without. So I... Uh, I oh, wow. Uh, you just electrocute your face. I like that. Yes, and I'm I'm also about to electrocute my um, ass and other areas of how, my body. How that look I really don't know what other parts you electrocute. I really don't want to know that. Well, the upper arms and the the stomach, and you can electrocute. Please don't go any any more south. Please don't go any more south. Please don't. <laughs> no, that's that's already hot enough, hot and sparkling. Yeah, but to answer sparkling, your question, I'm did convinced. I, did you just get the sparkling? <laughs> oh my god! I am convinced. Uh, that um, probably if you look at sales numbers, I'm convinced that lipstick sales have dropped radically and potentially when when the world returns to normal, it'll probably be one of the first products that people will repurchase rather quickly, I believe. And I, I have a small prediction in terms of the home care market. I think it's here to stay. I think people are looking for more and more home treatments that are as concentrated as um, spa treatments or salon treatments and I think just as people have more requirements on social media and are more looking for a, a bang for their buck uh, I think it's going to be the same for uh, self-care products people no longer want you know the diluted uh, at home version I think they want to take the time to learn how does the uh, how does the product really uh, apply if it's very concentrated and you know how can I achieve uh, salon results at yes home, it's the rush I... it's the rush that it gives to you you have the feeling that <clears throat> you haven't wasted that much time on 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 it but you actually have accomplished something which is substantial in va- both in value and results so you you have that feeling you want to replicate uh, of the spa or of any other professional place for beauty i agree uh to me that's here to stay to me personally but I don't, I don't know. I, I've been asking the same question uh, to many people. Some women say that they can't wait to, you know, just be able to go anywhere else and do everything that they were doing before the pandemics. But honestly, I've been re-evaluating the time that I spent at home. It's quality time with the family and myself. 
because if I'm not well, if I'm not fully prepared to deal with whatever, uh, nothing is going to work. It's like, a, you know, it's like a dominoes. It's the domino effect. Exactly. So exactly. The, I... Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah it, it's a, it's an anxiety coping mechanism too if you wish uh you just oh, you know take yeah, take absolutely. the time for yourself whether you're putting the poop mask uh or <laughs> <laughs> or you're just you know scrubbing your body or whatever it's just that feeling that you emerge from a bath or a treatment or whatever all new and it gives yeah you- exactly you light a scented candle you bring a cup of tea or a glass of champagne or any drink of your liking you put on a podcast preferably ours and you do this ritual where you are touching your own body you're feeling its sensations okay okay okay, okay. You're, you're touching you are, your body that, that that didn't come out really but well. it is nice you know touch your calves I'm, see if they have retained water oh, you know wow. touch your upper arm see if there is definition can from we, your last can exercise we go, can we go beyond the touching now thank yeah, you yes <laughs> so we can and and you know the time just to to invest on yourself and i would say where i have changed previously i would neglect my self-care routine and then i would go maybe you know every two or three months in order to do a huge sort of maintenance catch-up so I'm i would still go at to the touching yeah, so I go to my spa and then I say, okay, clean my pores because I did not, you know, properly. Uh... My... You, you would go into a place and you would say, clean my pores? No, wow. but they will see. I mean, they would, I don't mean it that way. I mean to say, you know, whatever you, your, your skin or your body lacks, that's the treatment that you're going to have. And uh, there's a huge difference between going there in between and then maintaining everything at home. Uh, which is the the routine that I think I'm going to have instead of neglecting it, uh, you know, completely and then going as a wreck to somebody and say, you know, can I please have the Cinderella treatment because my pores are not clean, uh, I'm I dehydrated. I'm go- I think I'm going to keep that as a, ha- as a hashtag, clean my pores. And that that's, can be taken in so many contexts. It's, it's incredible. Clean my pores. Um, love it. <laughs> <laughs> Clean my pores, you woman. Uh, yeah, like uh, clean my listen, pores. Listen Hydrate me. me. Exactly. Listen to me. Listen to my uh, my problems and my issues. Clean my pores. I love this. But listen, uh, you and I will be able to clean our pores so well <laughs> now uh, because uh, uh, unless you've been living under a rock, um, we have actually uh, received a huge avalanche of products from a beautiful company called Maroc Maroc and in yay and my whole house now smells like a hammam and everyone in the house is loving it I'm loving it Uh, I'm like a child who woke up at Christmas and the Christmas tree was full 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 of products now let's pause here you just said hammam in Arabic with an Arabic ha how did you do that hammam I I was not born Italian. I did I I'm not don't eat my my letters. I actually pronounce the hammam thing because we have an Fantastic. age. <laughs> we have an age in Serbo-Croatian language. Please don't kill me that I called it that way. Anyone who's listening, because there is a whole polemic about how to call it. Anyway, yes, we got our hammam products. And both of us. This is the most amazing thing. Yes. So we were sent a, a generous package of amazing Moroccan products uh, that range from everything between uh, just proper hammam products like uh, resembling the whole ritual and procedure and um, sets that uh, have scents of majestic rose and argan 
And argan is uh, my favorite thing in the world. Is it? Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it's rose. For me, it's absolutely, definitely rose. And authentic almond. So it's very, very uh, suitable for my uh, self-care rituals that I'm now trying to uh, explain. The touching, that... yes, we, we, we got the gist of it. And look, you, I, I'm saying touching, you might laugh at me. So I tried uh, one of the products for scrubbing in the shower and my God, the touch of this product against the skin and the softness of the skin. So I myself, I've fairly been obsessed with my bums for quite some time. I'm not the only one. We, 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 I really, I had no idea. <laughs> and <laughs> it is just amazing by the time you're done and then you put a, a rose scented cream on it. It's amazing. You have rose-scented bum. I mean, I'm I'm really curious <laughs> about how you're going to title this episode of this podcast, like rose scented bum. Uh, rose scented bum. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, it, it, the, the, that cream. I think you're referring to the rose the sucker. Um, yes. That thing uh, is going to be called rose the bum now because actually it smells like a fashion lawyer's bum. I mean, oh, me, oh my god! But I agree on the on the scrubbing thing. That was the first thing that I reached for because I love the feeling of scrubbing away dead cells and you know scrubbing on the skin. See, you're no better than me. I love the feeling of scrubbing. I didn't want to know that you have dead cells. I'm sure nobody else wants to know either. Yeah, I, I, did the fu- I did the funeral last, last um, night for them. Anyway, I scrubbed away the whole that uh, company of cells. But it was the best feeling ever because the smell reminded me of my time in, in Tunisia. And I've always, I tell you, always dreamt about going to Morocco for the last 10 years. Please don't ask wow. why we never went. Um, most probably because um, the ferry takes 48 hours and I, after 24 hours, I'm already claustrophobic on, on a boat. Mm. So it was very difficult. But I would sell my kidney to go to Morocco with you. <laughs> so, I mean, hopefully if, you can keep hope, it. Yeah, no, hopefully <laughs> I can keep the kidney and I can still go to Morocco with you because um, Morocco, Morocco has actually a beautiful, beautiful spa. Uh, that uh, I'm dying to visit with you. And if it wasn't for the pandemic, we would actually be on, on the first plane uh, in, yeah. in the spirit of our bond. We would be on the first plane to have a female weekend. Perhaps we would take even the husbands. God knows. They can... No. Dr- they can I say no. no. Oh, you say no. Okay. No, no, no. I, I say, say no. no too. <laughs> I say no. I can't have a guy who's going to sound like you and be like, what? You have clogged pores? What? You need to exfoliate? It's called <laughs> miel d'ambre and it's the amber that you were talking about that you love so much. This is yes. the detoxifying and exfoliating body balm. It's really remarkable. I've been to um, Morocco several times. I've been to Casablanca. I've been to Rabat and I've been to Marrakesh. Marrakesh probably three times. You um, haven't been with me, so it's like no, all no, new. Uh, no. Of course, no. Come on, I was there on business almost all times except one time in Marrakesh, where I went for a friend's twenty-fifth uh, birthday. That was actually spectacular. That whole visit was so well organized, and we went to visit the souk, and I bought a little carpet that people often ask me about so they say where did I you buy that carpet. no but i did we went to a, we went to a, a carpet dealer and he showed us how to fold them and showed us how, how to they weave them don't you just and... love the car- carpet dealers i mean that's my favorite place to be 
Yeah, but I mean, they were not. It was not at all easy to negotiate with them. So I was the first one out of our group that uh, that uh, started. Well, I, I found a carpet that I wanted to buy and I already had in mind wanting to bring a carpet home with me. And uh, it was just really not at all possible to negotiate. And I don't know why. But uh, Why? Maybe... Because they, they usually expect you to negotiate. They basically, they take offense if you don't. Yeah, no, I mean, it was really not a massive reduction that I got. And uh, it, uh, but anyway, I'm happy. I'm happy with it. <laughs> and uh, just, uh, I mean, Rabat is something extraordinarily beautiful. Uh, I think it's not spoken enough of, actually, but it looks a bit like Marbella. Um, and uh, just generally, if you're in Morocco and you have the pleasure of being by the sea, you will eat beautiful, beautiful, beautiful seafood. You're so um, not making this lockdown any better any at better. this moment. No, any better. No. But, you know, you know, um, uh, the, the uh, hotel where Morocco, Morocco actually have their uh, headquarters for the spa is called uh, the Royal Royal Mansour. And it's located next to the hotel that I often stay at when I'm when I've been to Marrakesh. And at one point in time, I was there uh, with Mr. FL and I asked him to take a walk around the neighborhood. And he looks at me as if I'm bloody crazy because he walks absolutely <laughs> nowhere and he hates sweating and it was kind of hot. So I convinced him to take a walk and he was so mad at me. And at some point we come to this beautiful uh, other hotel sort of a neighboring hotel I'm with him anyway I don't walk <clears throat> I, I mean it, I think it you know in hindsight it was a bit crazy I guess but I thought I, I was going to visit something but you really need to transport yourself to the Medina by you know car and then you can walk on the pedestrian zones but you can't really walk around these big complexes the way I experienced it at least but I think somebody spotted us in the surveillance cameras that they came out to <laughs> you know figure out who are these two lost people and it turned out that um, the manager of that hotel uh, was a Mauritian person who was a manager of uh, another beachcomber hotel in Mauritius. Who this knew... world is too tiny. It is really tiny. So he knew my husband and they invited us in to visit this amazing it's a, it's a, i think it's among the most beautiful hotels oh, I've ever googled, visited oh i googled that that's an um, an absolute dream and i can already see us there with maroc maroc and enjoying yeah. the whole hamam oh. thing and no husbands can, and no phones can you be silent you think if we do if we do a treatment <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> then maybe you go on your own <laughs> no no but i can you can you can hear me moaning while someone else touches <laughs> no. me i'm sorry no no no, no, no. No, no, you you started the whole touching thing so now, now trauma I'm... no i talk about touching my bum you know that's it oh my trauma. god she, now now we're touching the bum okay um aside from the bum yes i googled the the hotel and mm. uh, it's it's an absolute dream and uh, uh, the the you know the thing is i would now basically kill for an experience with uh, one of my closest friends um of of some peace and quiet in a beautiful part uh, of this world with a, a lovely company uh, who is basically um, run on a practical basis by lovely women too, which is a, a strong component of, of this um, whole collaboration thing. I would basically kill to go there with you at the moment just to have some not home self-care <laughs> you see yeah it, it's the yeah. thing that's the thing i love this i love the products and i'm enjoying them and i think they will be saving my sanity for for the next weeks to come 
but I would also I'm also looking forward as as a goal for the next yeah. year for us to take a weekend without anyone or anything and just to enjoy it like like in Sex and the City a little bit <laughs> that would just be a dream you know yeah. to get away for a long weekend together and to visit the uh, the spice market and to go and you know look at the uh, the carpet makers and just enjoy the beautiful culture. Do you of realize that that I, if I come home with another carpet, I'm getting a divorce because my husband said we don't have enough houses for all these carpets. That that's no, I didn't realize. But then you come yeah. home with some spices, then yes, and you don't have to do the carpet. And with the most um, sm- lovely smelling bum in the world, so I think <laughs> yes, that's going to be good. <laughs> but in the meanwhile, we will just have to you know make do with the products in our own homes. And I must say, this is the happiest that I've been with um, beauty products for a long time, because this brings me something. I'm very much, you know, inclined to Eastern countries and there is a root inside of me that Mm. likes that kind of world. And Mm. Morocco has always been on my wish list. I never realized that I wouldn't be able to go there. It was always, you know, hanging over me like, like this beautiful thing. Sooner or later, I would go. But now I can't go. And that's... (laughs) That's kind of awful, but let's put it this way: it's it's a goal for next year. Uh, yeah, but inshallah, 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 yes. inshallah always, there. inshallah, always, um, God willing, yeah, God willing, yes. And my grandmother would would approve of that. She absolutely loved the female bond, and she absolutely loved Eastern countries. So yeah. Now I'm getting emotional. Let's talk about the bum again. Yeah, but all I want to say, if that makes you less emotional, is what I love about. Uh, a large portion of the product is, and I haven't uh, had the time to go through them all because they are so many. Thank you very much. But a lot of them are not substituting anything I have because sometimes it can feel difficult if you find your, um, the thing that works for you to say, you know, do I want to switch it up or do do I need to venture out and change? But for me, so my, my bum routine is actually new. (laughs) I don't have, you know, as odd as, as it may sound for my best asset, I don't have a dedicated routine for it. So I don't and have a dedicated here was I thinking prom- your best asset is your brain. But yes, your bum too, please. I think, I think in the order, I think it's first my smile and then my bum and then lastly my brain. I think that's how they're qualified. I would subvert, subvert that. But yeah, still, those three. What about you? How are your assets and what order? Hmm. Um, uh, um, yeah. My eyes, I think, um, my, 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 my boobs <laughs> no. and then my and then brain. Your brain. I well, mean, there you go. that's awful. That's awful. We just, you know, postponed our brains. That's uh, actually uh, it's awful. You're right. It's no, that's I'm anti-feminist. I'm sorry. We just uh, had a fashion. Okay. My brain makes me uh, enjoy my ass and that makes me smile. I think that's, that's the order. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm lost my ability to speak now yes uh, her bum makes her smile uh, it's I, I, i'm i'm uncomfortable with the quantity of times i've said bum in this podcast but, but yes but, don't and stop. I, stop yes uh, anyway yeah marak marak thank you so much for thank all you this product so much we look forward to working with you i'm still looking at the what what remains to be seen of those lovely bags of products because loki um, had his way with, with them uh, but um, I'm I'm so looking forward actually to some of the things that I just brushed aside, 
like I don't know in the shower you know you just tend to quick shower and let's go I was never a bath person but now I really look forward take your time exactly mm. taking my time touching mm. myself oh my god and and exfoliating everything mm. that needs to be exfoliating because that's a huge thing in hammams so we will be using these products now for uh, the next following months and weeks because there are so many. I think it, we are in for in it for it months, months. To come. I am. I'm very excited to um, to use their shampoo product. So it's a deep yes. cleansing clay shampoo. I'm uh, very curious to see how that's going to act on my hair. Oddly enough, I don't know. I was speaking to somebody at Dior yesterday, I think, and uh, we were saying that our hairs are no longer keeping clean for a very long period of time and it's very strange so I can typically go like five or six days without having to wash my hair of course the oh sixth my God, day it looks you. a mess yeah but it looks a mess and you have to put it in a bun and what I do on the sixth day is I, I drench it in oil and put it in a bun and then I wash it in the evening and that changes with the amount of exercise I do so if I train sort of heavily it's not really as possible but lately I don't know what happened but I can barely go two to three days so Welcome I don't know to I'm... my world. <laughs> yeah, but have you changed? Because I have changed to the worst, and I'm wondering if I'm overproducing something. I uh, think I... It, it has to do a little bit um, with the new habits we are having. We are basically <clears throat> spending a lot of time, I think, also unconsciously touching our hair and doing whatever. Um, when you are going out, there is fresh air. Yeah. You are sitting in the house. You are sweating. You are working out. You're, you know, it's it's a whole new set of habits. Yeah. But also, there is less going to the hairdresser. There is less of radical taking care. You, your hair is longer now, from what I can see. Yeah. So it will actually get greasy more on the on on the top really? and less. Yes. It actually does get greasier on the top. Don't ask me why, but the longer it is, the more, more difficult it is to to you know keep in place. But I've discovered the joys of uh, dry shampoo. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, oh. I, I yeah. yeah, I actually like that. But I I think I think you're uh, referring to Fleur de la Soul, and that will be a purifying shampoo. I'm looking forward to that too because I I feel like I need a proper deep cleansing for that too, if that makes any sense. Yeah. And do you know, I don't know if you've noticed, but I went to the hairdresser on Friday because I was terrified if they do decide on a lockdown. So again, you know, the entire counterproductive attitude. Um, And uh, I uh, told them now I'm mature for a darker hair color because when I came back from Dakar, I went the first thing I did. I literally, the moment (laughs) I had my flight booked, I called my hairdresser and said, I'm landing at nine o'clock. I'm coming at 11. So I went literally (laughs) straight from the plane to my shower to clean my pores. Exactly. Uh, cut my cut my tips. And then they made the hair uh, slightly darker because it was very blonde and ruined by the sun and all that. And I didn't at all like it. I think I wasn't mature. Like I told <laughs> my hairdresser, I said, I, I'm not mature for this dark, you know, fall colors. It was still a bit sunny. So I came back a week later and put some blonde, blonder highlights. And now the highlights have oxidated. So they were much, much, much blonder than when I actually made them. So now I, I said to him, now I am mature. He said, are you sure, madam? I said, yes, I have now matured. <laughs> but I also got a, a color which is uh, not uniform because I think that is what bothered me the last time that it was, um, you know, just like one color without any lights or any nuances. But now I, I have one and I look forward to wear my makeup today for the first time 
with this wow. little bit darker hair. Yeah. And I also think when I came back, I, I had a bit of a tan. So and I, I don't think it contrasts super well with darker hair on me. So now I'm paler again. Um, and therefore, I think it, it uh, you know, the, the harsher contrast, I think that's uh, nicer. And I thought you were going to pick up on the fact that I said I was at Dior yesterday, but you didn't. I have a story to tell I was you. Ignoring, I want to pick your I was ignoring that. Why? <laughs> I, was Why? Igno- I was ignoring that because the, all the stores are closed here. Yeah. Until God knows when. So basically nothing is possible. I'm not feeling comfortable with any kind of virtual assistant or just uh, online shopping. I mean, I feel like I've exhausted every single will for any kind of shopping that I ever had until I can see the light at the end of the yeah. tunnel and I can, until I can have some, you know, something resembling a social life again. I also, think that makes sense. Also, yeah. there is a matter of um, how sustainable our uh, old habits so I, I find myself every now and then thinking about how many things I have in the closet of, and how many things I've overbought and I just want to buy less much 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 less and I want to discover what I actually have but to do that I have to fit in my clothes again which is when the personal trainer comes in so I really want to dress my body the way it, it is supposed to be <clears throat> dressed when i'm comfortable with how i actually feel and look i love your holistic attitude all from you know sustainable (laughs) no but i love it it's all from you know buying sustainably and not overbuying, enjoying what you have i mean i saw you i saw you i and i loved the 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 look that you pulled together Mm. i was expecting some private messaging about that but i didn't get it so i I just you know i was i was i was the bigger person and i said okay if she's not texting i'm not asking just kidding uh i love i love what you actually pulled together but i really started to feel detached from the whole from the fashion thing because I think it makes sense. And I only buy. So now I only buy things that I know that I can wear tomorrow. And it just I'm, I'm not sure if I told you, but um, I did the, the whole Zoom shopping during the sales period. So I bought a few pieces, shoes mainly on the Chanel sales at a distance. And I bought items from Dior at um on the sales and they both offered to ship them to me to the car and I said no yeah I mean no they can get stuck in customs and you know you don't know for how long and I don't want them to touch it no so I said no wait keep it until I come home so by the time I did arrive home um they you know that the the time for the returns had expired so I tried uh the stuff from Dior and lots of it just didn't fit um I had one like one huge bingo so I had a um, a, a pink uh, silk bar jacket in my size on 50% off. That was like a massive, massive score, um, which I think really merits the splurge because, um, you know, it's an iconic piece from the house and I difficultly wear the, the tr- traditional bar model in the traditional fabric. It doesn't work very much on my body or on my style. But the other stuff, so I wrote to them and say, I'm really sorry, but I can't wear any of this. And because of the exceptional circumstances, uh, I don't know how they did, but of course, you know, everybody in lockdown, I guess, yeah, has to bend. It's and, a different yeah, set, set of rules. Yeah. Then. So they had to accommodate. So they basically took back uh, everything that didn't fit and they issued store credit. 
Um, Which is acceptable. Yeah, that's yeah. Good. No, I mean, I was I was over the moon because it, none of it was their fault, and uh, I was very very happy. And so now, when I I swung by and I found this amazing uh, for me a showstopper piece that I tried on with a pair of leggings. So it's a sleeveless uh, silk and cotton blend. Uh, bar style uh, jacket that I can just wear tomorrow with it's a pair of jeans. like like a waistcoat yeah mm. I wouldn't call it that at all because a waistcoat is something that you wear underneath another jacket so I don't think it is one but it's just a, it's a sleeveless jacket that's amazing and um, yeah so it, it's I, very pretty actually and I can wear it tomorrow Sandra that's the thing so there's many things that I try and I feel like why would I buy this and hang this in my closet and not know when I'm next going to wear it unless it's you know something I've been looking for for a very long time or it comes across as a magnificent magnificent deal etc it's and, it's a really weird feeling you know I, I'm so happy that you can actually wear it somewhere but yeah. now now here it's it's still like being locked up and we yeah. we actually have the news saying that we will not be able to do anything come christmas come new year uh, let's let's talk about 2021 yeah crazy just f- from now you know already we're talking about next year so uh, yeah. stores are closed and the the virtual shopping that doesn't do it for me so you know yeah, the, the fact sense. is i'm i'm revisiting i'm actually it makes sense exactly shopping and- my closet and it, you should. And this is what I was saying last time. So I brought the stuff that I, you know, that I can't uh, come into that, that don't fit me anymore. I had to have them redone because I was carrying such a huge bad conscience for the fact <laughs> it's, I mean, it's one thing you can't take them anywhere. It's another thing, even if you could, you don't fit in them. And I, you know, a long time ago, stopped fighting against the scales. So I like to train and be strong and be in shape. Uh, I, I'm not looking to lose weight, but of course, I want to be able to fit in, fit in, in all fit my clothes. In our clothes. Yeah. Yes, that's, that's so, the goal. So one part of that holistic approach was, of course, to take the stuff, either to get rid of the stuff that can get a better life elsewhere or to alter the stuff that I intend to, to make more joy and pleasure of and curate the closet differently. Do you still and... shop for disposable fashion? Like, you remember when we spoke about disposable shoes in, in Paris, yeah. which was actually funny, but not so funny anymore. Uh, do you still shop for disposable? Uh, much much less so I, uh, I I would say I haven't almost at all but I did want to um, restock on my cashmere sweaters that I have from Zara so I went there to take a look they don't make them in the same quality anymore they're really really um, I would say proper you know quality price uh, like you say in French but they have a, um, a new fabric that I didn't enjoy so I went to Massimo Dutti and pick them up instead. And when I tried them at home, it was just not soft enough. So I returned it. I would say, I think the fast fashion for me uh, was more of the psychological shopping kick, much more than, you know, the pleasure of hunting down something that comes at a value, you know, a fair price and carrying some kind of trend factor. Interestingly enough, what I do notice though, um, by not shopping fast fashion, and not wearing it as much, I feel like I deviate a bit from my style, which is much more mix and match. And but you the, still, attention, you still have a lot of things to miss and mix and match. It's just about not adding to the pile. It's true. Uh, and the other day I wore a cashmere sweater that I had bought at Marks and Spencer. And the, the amount of comments I received were also an eye opener. because That I was a really like- good sweater. 
Yeah, it's it's a fantastic. So Marks and Spencer have fantastic cashmere, and and if I can, I go and and buy a sweater or two if I'm in London. Not you know not every time, but at least so I have them in nice quality in my wardrobe. But I think for me, so I'm now happy that I gave my Chanel clothes you know twelve extra centimeters, and therefore I like <laughs> to wear them. But I think given the current context, that's not falling very well on people. And I think while it can be aesthetically pleasing, I think there is you know some some people feel like i'm out of touch or they're just gutted by it and it's it, it doesn't speak to them anymore and i feel like for example yesterday so i was wearing a pair of leggings from uh i, I don't know from uh etam i think and i was mm-hmm. wearing a cashmere sweater from uh intimissimi and and then i was wearing a coat from tara jarmon and then i has i i was wearing a chanel accessory so uh, a small uh, iPod bag and I was wearing my Hermes uh, crocodile red bag and I was wearing um, Dior gloves and it's so much easier I feel to mix these brands if you mix accessories with your high street clothes but it's very very difficult for me to to wear a Dior tall skirt and a Dior bar jacket and mix that with a pair of Gucci shoes and I yeah. feel the more you wear of one brand, the more you need to respect sort of within, you know, quotes. You, you need, need to, re- to stay in the aesthetics. Yeah. Yes. And, and that is new for me because I have never done, well, rarely, I don't really do total looks. And I feel like I'm moving away from what is sort of the essence of my style. But that's also a conscious decision because I am done with my fast fashion options. And I feel like I often, how do I do? I look at something at the runway and I see, wow, that's very nice. And then I go and hunt it down at Zara or H&M or Tara Jarmon or whoever. And then I wear it. And then, you know, I keep stocking it in, yeah. uh, in the, 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 the shop where I saw it. And then ultimately I end up buying it. And now I have two pieces and one I prefer over the other. And that's the one I saw on the runway. So now I have a, a high street piece that looks, you know, Chanel esque, if you want to, that I don't want to wear. And of that's me. That's and for, all evolving. Yeah, and that's why I need a shrink. This is what I'm saying. Oh my God. So. Oh my God, you didn't just explain all that just to say you need a shrink. Okay, I'm, I'm sending you my invoice for this session. I'll take it. With okay, pleasure. okay. No, no, it. I think, I think you, you hit the nail on the head. I think that's something we, we might need to get into a little bit more in the deep, um, perhaps even next week. Because the topic of fashion is a really hot one, actually, and it's not that irrelevant as it may seem at the moment, because, of course, it's not the pandemics, it's not saving the world, but it's also a huge industry with a lot of um, jobs hanging on it, and it's hanging by the thread. So we, we will see how this, is, this will evolve and what does it mean to us. But I have one question more. What are your feelings about Christmas gifts this year, and what do you expect from it because i've been thinking that i don't have any more wishes for christmas aside from a new pressure cooker because actually i i managed to kill mine yesterday so <laughs> i think i would just make you know an amazon wish list and i say to my friends listen this is what i need sorry just don't give me flowers give me a pressure cooker um what do you expect what- nothing Nothing. No, nothing. I have I've given up on Christmas gifts a long time ago because for me that is equivalent to last minute running on town and spending very big money in order to show people that you have thought about them during the year. Yeah. 
Uh, I I don't if I come across something. I mean, the the big problem is also that I spend during the year. So if I see something for my mom that I like, I'm going to buy it and send it to her. Like I would even order online and send it to her and say, mom, this is a beautiful face cream. You need to use it or I'll send her a bottle of perfume. Or, you know, if I find mom, something at Intimissimia. Mom, this is a scrub. You need to scrub your butt with it. Yeah, exactly. Or if I find a gorgeous sweater at Intimissimia, I'll just send it to her. And, you know, I'll say there's a parcel on the way for you. And I would do the same for my husband or for my friends. So I don't, oh, not so much my friends, I would say, but i i'd expect nothing and i i'm i mean of course commerce is potentially going to take a hit but i think my own behavior wouldn't particularly change because of the reasons that i explained and i really uh took note that you want a pressure cooker so if you send me the model i will consider buying it on black friday sales oh listen i i basically i you see how distracted i am i um i forgot to add water to it so i basically sealed it shut yeah. And my grandfather wow. has been over there in the kitchen trying to, you know, burst it open and he doesn't want to give up and I'm I'm really touched by it but I think I will need a new one. But you know, that that's my new my, that's my new thing. Everything that's connected to the home and whatever yeah. it's it's all about that. And, and that is my thing also. I mean, I my, my very new habit, speaking about these products, I have always been a hoarder. Like I would buy a bottle of champagne. Uh, no, sorry, excuse me. Now I, I think about my lunch drinks because my <laughs> guest is arriving any moment. But I, I would buy a bottle of perfume and I would buy a, a backup because I'm terrified <laughs> me too, of finishing. Me too, running out. <laughs> yeah, and I will do the same with deodorant and with my hair pills and with, uh, you know, with the uh, dry shampoo and with my shampoos. And I have turned into a person that loves consuming so now i'm like i'm gonna kill this bottle i'm gonna use it until it dies and this is new for me and the same way if i you know would have used my toaster or pressure cooker until it dies i would have had no remorse and this is i don't know what it says about me but this it is says that we are not... getting older Yay. no i don't know <laughs> i think it fundamentally speaks about the the you know how i feel like life is gonna run away from me so what you know god forbid something happens to me so then what i just had a bunch of spare perfumes and i went around you know <laughs> yeah, not th th that's smelling. a topic that's a good topic <laughs> what would people discover after if we pass no that's a terrible topic no man. no no yeah. way no way forget <laughs> about it no i just mean you know instead of enjoying my perfume what am i waiting for am i waiting for next life what what am i waiting for and that has fundamentally changed me so now I'm I would say I'm in a phase where I'm almost wasteful with product and that shows for example in my face where I would be like I'm gonna wait a bit with the serum because I don't want it to run out and I'm almost wasteful and the the impact is beautiful because now I mean when you're not going crazy and counting the drops of serum you put on your face of course the product's able to work properly and um, and you can actually see an impact. And to me, that's life changing. And it's it much more carpe diem. Uh, in, in but it also of... shows how you changed, basically. It's not just yeah. about the product. Yeah. It's just about us being able to do some introspection and to realize what are we actually, you know, hiding from? What's our most eradicated fear? And that is running out of something or yeah. being without. Yeah, yeah that's, that's very psychological and very proper of uh, the pandemic. And that's another way we changed. But don't worry, now you're not going to run out of Morocco, Morocco anything. Because... I'm not going to. <laughs> because you have the whole, the whole uh, catalog of, of products and I'm sure we will have be having much much more anyway yeah um that's a huge amount of topics for the next week i think 
that's uh, that's, that's your week and let's see how you are going to grill me god god help me um about all of this or something else who knows uh, In- i think it's fun i think it's fun to switch so uh each week one of us gets to conduct the talk and like that we get to drill into each other's brains i would speaking just have about- a gin tonic before it so it's fine don't, don't, don't. speaking about hiding i think somebody thinks i'm hiding from the kitchen because my lunch guest is <laughs> yeah. any moment now so i have to pop out good and get ready to host her it'll be uh, lots and of we fun actually run out of time anyway so um we will update on next sunday stay with us uh send us as usual all of your questions and your topics uh, we will make sure that we answer in some way uh, and in the meanwhile enjoy your Maroc Maroc products I know I will be enjoying mine today today is me day so I'm not here for anyone <laughs> definitely will enjoy have a great Sunday very nice talking to you as usual yes darling and say hi to your bum I love you eh, bye. <laughs>